That's why loud is more better. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers so learn to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Wright. Loud is more better is the name of uh, Josh Scott's custom milkman amp, and he made this mea culpa video on YouTube about how he has been using Kempers and modelers for the past year or so, and uh, it was really funny because they treated it like it was a literal scandal. And like Rhett <laughs> Shull was on there and was like, I'm so ashamed to be associated with, you know, something so unseemly or whatever. It's yeah. really funny. But they did give that one away. It's like a, it's a very tweaked Princeton reverb. And it's, I mean, it sounds like all the stuff that's on his channel, but I've got some stuff coming up where I could use a really clean platform to do some pedal demos and be using that. Nice. To do that. Love it. So, uh. A holiday happened between the last time we spoke. It did. How, how'd that go? It was quiet. It was fine. Didn't travel anywhere. Thank goodness. Travel was a mess because of the weather. Oof. Um, Let's not go there. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it was quiet. People on the Patreon Slack, we, some folks were talking about the music gear they got for Christmas. I didn't get uh, a single piece of music gear. I got a robot vacuum and a robot yep. coffee cup. So. Yes. I was talking about the Ember. I bought one for my wife. Oh. And it's very good. I Yeah, I didn't know such a thing existed. And now I don't ever want to have a cup of coffee and anything else. Because it, <laughs> it's amazing. It breaks my whole brain. The physics of it just doesn't seem intuitive that the last little sip of the cup is as hot as the first sip. It's amazing. Well, and not only that, that you set, you choose what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to gold your face yeah. from the drop, you can do that. Yep. Or if you're like a eh, more of like a 175 kind of guy, right. like you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is key. Yeah, it's crucial. Yeah. I did but crank the I default too, temp just a little bit because I like my coffee to bite really? back. But, yeah, uh, I don't like that. Oh, well. I would be able to just like literally pour it into my head as fast as yeah, possible. that's also good. Uh, I, I too got nothing super music-y and fun for Christmas. I got a Kindle. Good. And I got some nice slacks. Excellent. I think I've really, I've hit middle age pretty hard and it has hit back. <sighs> yeah. Welcome. So, Welcome, my friend. But I was like, I opened these things. I was like, ooh, my favorite pair of pants. Yeah. I got some neat stuff that could kind of in a tangent provide musical benefit. Like I've got, I got a, a couple more air tags, good. which you can use to retrieve or keep an eye on things. Yep. That's probably what that'll end up going to. Yeah. I mean, everything else is just kind of practical. I've gotten to non- a point in my life where people give me hot sauces yeah. And I'm happy about it. It's actually- It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good thing. I've been able to show some of the hot ones uh-huh. to our eldest, and he really likes it. Yeah. And so I got him not the full season pack, but they had like a condensed version that includes like a tiny bottle of the last dab, and that was a, a Christmas present that he got this year. Okay. So we'll be working through those at some point. In small portions. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. When you've got a, an operating budget for gear, it's pretty hard to ask people to indulge you well, in yeah, that way. And then I, I keep seeing these posts pre-Christmas on our musicians and our guitar on Reddit. Like, my boyfriend plays guitar and I want to get him a guitar present. What do you think of this wood pick? Nope. No. It's cute. Yeah, that's the other thing know. is that like... You, for non-musicians to give musicians musician gifts is like really yeah, it's tough. impossible because yep. you'll get it and you'll be like, 
Not even close. Yeah, this is not. I wouldn't. I'm, I thank you, but yes. I'm not gonna thank, thank you. Thank you for the chore that you've given me. Yeah, or just the trinket. Return. You know, this, here's an engraved guitar pick, steel, stainless steel engraved guitar pick with the date we met engraved on it. Great. Hope you play great music with that. I'm not gonna, but that's it's sweet. I'll, I might put it in my pocket for a while. But that being said, we definitely did custom picks for my wedding. Uh. And every once in a while, one will one will turn up. Yes, good. And so, because yeah, it was one of those things where like I bought a gross of them back in two thousand and seven. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, like oh yeah, because yeah. I, I worked through them, and now I'm on to like the next one. But every once in a while, one will creep up. Was like ha ha. I have. I remember you. Yeah, I have custom picks. I have Dan Ray music custom picks. Indeed. And then I had Clanky Lincoln's ones, and I have New Strange ones. And uh, yeah, we can't do a load of laundry without like, eight of those things falling out because it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just we're swimming in these things. In fact, the robot vacuum on its second night out gagged itself. <laughs> Dude, yeah, music picket. The Roombas are uh, they're a temperamental crew. Yeah, yeah. The zero maintenance that they advertise is not really, not really accurate. The, that's the thing that people need to realize when you're talking about. I promise we're going to get to music yeah, stuff. We eventually. will. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that people need to understand about robot vacuums is that you're not buying them for the cleaning factor you're buying them for the uh the interval factor it's not that they are the world's best vacuum they're just the only vacuum that will vacuum every day that's right without you intervening that's right that's right so, and when they go every day actually most days it's pretty darn good it's pretty okay yeah but there's all there's going to be challenges yes if you have a dog, Lord help you. If there's a stray, a stray accident and uh, the Roomba finds it, it's uh, oh, it ain't great. The one I bought, it's a RoboRock brand, mm-hmm. and it claims to have AI that will prevent those sorts of incidents. And in fact, it does. Uh, in the morning, when I look at what it did, it'll it sends me pictures of every non-flat surface it encountered that it made its way around. So it knows some things, um, and it can say those are shoes. That's a power strip. Hmm. Like you can identify yeah. these things. It's pretty smart. But you got a dumb one and that was intentional. Like uh, it doesn't, It ours doesn't connect to Wi-Fi. It doesn't like beam up to the mothership. Cause there was a time where I was like, I don't know if I want Roomba yeah. or whichever parent company eventually buys them to know the dimensions and layout of my house. It's fair. I don't know if I'm quite as paranoid as I was yeah. when I made that decision. But it still doesn't seem like a great idea. Well, you're a TikToker, so China already knows everything there is to know about you. Tis true. I I posted 14 TikToks today, man, which is a lot, yeah, more than it should be. Yeah. But I hit 9,000 followers, and one of the things I did as I was building that following was doing the, what I call reverse roasting, where I was like, "Hey, tag me in this post and show me your guitar rig. Let's roast some rigs," and then people would tag me. And then would show their like gear. And then all I would do is I would like stock their account and then say nice things about them and tell other people to follow them. So it's it's more of a goodwill thing, but it's a way to like foster community and do things in the guitar community that like guitar community isn't necessarily great at. Not known for lifting each other up. Right. So that's what I was trying to do. And and it's it, I will say this, it exploded my, all my metrics because Good. When you have something that is intentionally interactive, people interact with it. Well, so and positive, up, right? Yeah. Like, I guess you can be outrageous and negative and have the same impact, but like, why? Yeah. To scratch the itch that is the emptiness that lives inside you. <laughs> yeah. 
That's why. Yeah. Anywho. Well, now that we're sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're in this weird spot where, um, are now, are you prepping for a new year's Eve gig no. or are we not doing that? No, okay. the one that I was talking I'm, I'm to her about, boat. eventually she couldn't afford me. And so, yeah, we pulled the plug. Yeah. So now we're in this thing where it's like, all right, well, it's two days before the year ends. Right. What have we done? What is there to, you know, dig into? What have we? So this is Christmas. What, what could, <laughs> wow. Another year older. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just really get right into just the, let's the go. gnarly. Let's go. Yeah. Sad stuff. Yeah. No new reviews this week. So. That's uh, also sad. No distractions there, but that's okay. Um, but we've been having a lot of conversations on the Slack channel around a, a lot of stuff. Uh, the the burnout episode definitely struck a nerve with a lot of our listeners. Yeah. I got multiple DMs from folks that felt like resonated with what we were talking about. I got some other feedback from folks in my immediate circle uh, expressing similar feelings. It was definitely a timely topic to cover and um beyond that though we've been talking a lot about what do we have to show for this year i had expressed some frustration in our kind of inner circle that i had spent a lot of my resources reinvesting into the business and so i was not paying myself right for the shows that we were doing and at the end of the year i felt kind of defeated and then also had nothing in my bank account to show for the things that I had worked on. So that's a thing that I can, I vowed to change over the next year. And Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornadoes, always a wealth of wisdom, sure. uh, was like, at the end of every year, we do retrospective posts about the things that we've accomplished this year. Number of gigs, number of people we played for, all of those things. And it's a good way to get out of the good gig, bad gig kind of mentality that we live in yeah. and look at things from a zoomed out perspective and say, these are the things that we accomplished this year. And it was easily more good things than bad things. And that's how we should approach stuff. And I would, uh, I would agree. I think that's a, a great way to, to, to prioritize the way that you think about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I figured that we could do that for, uh, for the show. Love it. So we've been pretty diligent about keeping stats around the show and looking at things year over year and, and looking at growth and where we can go. And this year has been outrageous yeah. compared to the last few years. Yes. Now, we were we dealing that, with- I think we said that last year too. The growth well, curve sure. has been accelerating. Absolutely. So this year, um, now granted, these are not full numbers. We're two days short, but I feel like Those I feel pretty confident critical days. in what we've got to share with you guys of where we were. So at the end of last year, we uh, we had crossed over 46,000 downloads and plays of the podcast that year. And we were very stoked on that because totally. almost 50,000 is like crazy. You know, the year for before us was to like about, in the 20s, right? Yes. So we were talking pretty crazy year Strong over year growth. growth. Yeah. As of today, we're looking at 66,615 downloads and plays of the podcast for 2022. Yeah. 20,000 more than last year, which is just crazy not, to think about. Not quite half again, but 
in the ballpark. Yeah. And we're looking at approximate numbers being like, we're averaging like 4,000 downloads a month, yep. 1,500 streams in, in just massive growth. Yep. It's crazy. I noticed as I post each episode, the, the average episode is getting 450 to 500 listens within like, a, a yeah, week or in so. the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at the, the platforms that are picking us up, like Spotify has really picked up. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's getting very, like as far as specific platforms go, it's practically the, it's second place, I think to Apple, yep. which is the end all be all. Right. But um, yeah, those numbers are crazy. And, and not just the podcast, but looking at, at the YouTube stats, we, uh, we got 98,887 views in this year, this year. That's two and a half thousand hours of watch time, which is 60% more than last year. All right. 600 new subscribers. Um, and let's see, there were some other really, the one that really blew my mind was when you're looking at the, the people that consume your content, 27 and a half percent come from people who subscribe to our channel. 72% are not subscribed. So out of 98,000 views, 72% of those people don't subscribe and may not know about all the things that we do. And for us, that looks like a huge, like audience, a huge opportunity for us to spread our wings a bit. And let's see other stuff. Uh, I I hit 9,000 followers on TikTok talking about all this stuff. And um, we actually had somebody who wanted to reach out and help us out with uh, some of our production stuff. So hopefully that means that we'll be a bit more present on... uh, on social media, specifically as the podcast, you know, um, it can be really, we're barely putting these episodes out every week <laughs> and trying to find ways to break them up and stuff is challenging. As we kind of progress and get things going, we'll be able to do more of that stuff and, and give you guys more options to uh, get the information that you're looking for. Super exciting. Yeah. For me, this year has been mixed bag. There's definitely been some cool stuff that we've gotten to do. And uh, with, uh, a lot of it's been music related and a lot of it's been in this world. And I don't know if it's necessarily like 50-50 just yet, but it's getting pretty close. We're like the music world? stuff. Well, like the like performing versus like content. doing content uh-huh. stuff, like gotcha. video things. Gotcha, and that gotcha, stuff. gotcha. Um, but it's getting close to like cool stuff happening for the band and cool stuff happening for other like outside world things. And I don't know what that balance looks like. I don't know what balance feels right i'm still trying to figure out what the happy medium is between the two but i've said on multiple occasions that doing the video stuff is definitely gives me a more consistent creative outlet that (laughs) offers a little less stress um compared to uh other things but we've got some really cool stuff on the horizon for the band and i'm really hoping that we can continue to grow the business and and do more things and I've got some goals for myself that I'm ready to see if I can see through. Have you had a chance to sit back and figure out what your, um, like any actionable stuff that you want to implement in, in 2023? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things. Um, and I'll start with the analysis that I did of 2022. So in 2022, I did 47 solo shows, including all of my variations on that, just yep. solo acoustic and karaoke and trivia and all that 47. My new band, The New Strange, did eight shows in 2022. So we've done eight total. And each one has been 
I think we walked out of each one feeling like we were standing a little taller than before. Like every single show has been, we felt like a, an improvement on the one before and getting tighter and better and closer and all that stuff. Um, all of that with two rounds of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> this year. The other metric I looked up just now is the new band, the new strange has onboarded in basically a year and including eight gigs, 54 songs. So okay. that's okay. That's okay. It's a little, it's a little bit behind the measure, frankly, because our last show was a three piece show that we were designed explicitly so that my co-front person, Taylor, when we put first put the band together, she was in two other bands. And so we knew that booking her, we wanted to be able to book without her if necessary. And we did our first full three hour show without her. Um, and actually it was three and a half hours and we really had to stretch to get three and a half hours of music without her. Yeah. So there is actually some growth to do in terms of the amount of material we have on board that we can deploy. I think overall the year has included a really surprising amount of uh, connection with an audience, uh, particularly that Wednesday weekly show in Lexington that, that I didn't mean to develop a community around it. One, one developed around me and it was amazing. Yeah. I'm getting texts from those guys like, what are we doing on New Year's? Are you playing? What If not, come hang with us. I, I might. Yeah. I don't know. Getting to spend some time with those guys at the wedding for one of them that we played in Asheville a few a month or so ago was like fantastic. Just some downtime. Like one, one, of them, one of them who's been a regular that whole time said, Dan, I've only ever seen you on. <laughs> right? I've only ever seen you when you were working, putting on a show. Yeah. I've never just hung. And it was great to be able to be with those guys that way. A bunch of new friends and fans and I'm still a little uncomfortable with the word fans, but there it is all happened in this last year. And it was not something I asked the world for, but it gave it to me. It was pretty, pretty incredible. So coming year, I think is just pushing more into that engagement on, in terms of the band and keeping to push forward. Here's the other thing that I would say a corner that I turned this year, you know, my, my last band didn't end acrimoniously. We were just, we all came out of lockdown at different times. You know, yeah. they were ready to play before I was and, and God bless. I have not, no bad feelings about that. Um, there could have been better communication at the end there. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, okay. It went the way it went and, and God bless yeah. them. They're playing and they're happy and I want that for them. It's fine. Um, there's a tune that my co front man in that band did that was a signature number for him. That I notice I've been hesitant to bring on board with the new band because it just it feels wrong. Um, and in the last couple of weeks, I have found myself playing the guitar part for it again and telling my bassist to get prepped for it. I will tell you, it is uh, "Let's Dance," David Bowie. Yeah, and uh, it was his tune. He did. He sang it. He sang the crap out of it. And we owned like crazy when he was fronting it, and and we're gonna own like crazy with me fronting it. And it's like when you can listen to the your you, you know our song with your ex girlfriend comes on the radio and you don't want to die. Like you can tell you've kind of turned a corner. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of where I'm at. Like um, I'm I'm now free of whatever feelings I had about that enough to bring a really great song back into my repertoire. So um, so that's like emotionally a stake to put in the ground. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're talking about like song selection. We've got this Friday the 13th thing that as we were literally starting to record, I got contact from the venue. So hopefully things are moving and grooving and we can announce that like as soon as possible. But they, we're looking at adding potentially like 12 tunes that we either have never played before or haven't played in a long, long time. Nice. I think new stuff is a shot in the arm that I could definitely use. Mm. 
I've definitely been in scenarios where my old band played this and I didn't want to play it. Um, funny enough, you know what that song is? It's Your Love by the Outfield, which <laughs> was the the main thrust of a topic in, in the Slack channel a couple of days ago. It's weird, especially when you're thinking about those things and it's like, nobody, not, nobody in the band wrote this song. Right. And it's not your song and it's not his his song or yep. it doesn't belong to anybody, yep. but we still assign ownership or emotional attachment to yeah. these things. Yeah. And it's, it is weird. Like I, I definitely, I know that feeling, but it is weird. It is. And it's getting, strange getting over to, it and noticing that you're over it is, it's like a moment. It's worth noting that. For sure. That's funny. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I just did our numbers. Like we were just, we were averaging about two gigs a month. The stuff that's in Band Helper, there's a lot of stuff outside of that where it was like you're picking up stuff kind of left and right. But yeah, I was averaging like two gigs a month typically. Yeah. Um, the thing that we were dealing with is that a lot of the stuff, because it was post COVID, we were still doing makeup dates from 2020. Right. right. And so some of those might have had like, they weren't full price gigs or we were doing sweetheart deals to try to get people mm -hmm. over the finish line. And there's just a lot of that kind of stuff that we, I think we're on the other side of. And my hope is that the corporate stuff starts picking back up because that's definitely where we would prefer to be. That's the thing that I think we do really well. Yeah. And I also this year realized that like the solo acoustic thing is just not my vibe. And I either need to just not pursue that or find a lane of that kind of work that feels worth doing for me. I think we should dig into that. Not this episode, but I think that'd be a great conversation yeah. to have. I think to me, I, it's still more of that show versus service thing. And I just don't have a great, I may not have words around that, but I, that kind of feels like where it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think unpacking it would probably enlighten a bunch of people about where they've been at around that. Yeah. Uh, and this definitely feels like a me problem. It's not like a, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with the format or the genre. It's, it's definitely a, something that I am struggling with. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things we've learned in this show is there's no such thing as a me problem. And the minute we bring a me problem, suddenly all these people start emailing that it's them too. But it's just, that just means it's an us problem. Exactly. It's just multiple people having the same, well, you know, all problems are deficiency. us problems, really. I mean, <laughs> there's really no such thing as a them problem. That's not a thing. That's fair. Good times. I, let me um, say one other thing. One other thing. I'm just going to, I'm going to say it please. out loud. I'm say it out loud. This is the year. This is the year that I'm going to start treating my body like it's actually the age it is rather than like 25. Okay. So um, my back's been just absolutely murdering me for the last couple of months. I went and had a massage really? Tuesday morning. Today after work, between work and this, I went to get my eye exam, which I was four months late on. I have uh, my first dentist appointment in at least 15 years next Oof. week. So um, this is the month. This is the year. I'm get. I'm getting it. Getting. I'm getting it together this year. This is. This is the year that I. I treat myself like I'm the age I am, and that I need the care that I need. Yeah, I need. I don't. I feel like towards the end of the year, you always start tanking your <laughs> self care because yeah. it's just things get busy, and it's just easy not to. But I'm definitely consuming a liquid IV during our episode, uh, as opposed to a cocktail, uh, which is normally how our sessions go. I got up this morning and did 20 minutes of yoga Good. and man, that's uh that was rough. And I, I'm starting to feel the need to pick things up and put them down again. So I'm looking at getting a gym membership again, because it's been two or three years since I've been in a gym, but there's some things that I want to accomplish next year. 
I want to read more and drink less mm-hmm. and you know, be more healthful. Yep. I suppose. Yep. You doing um the the yoga on the Apple TV? The Yes, Apple Fitness Plus. It's fantastic. You doing Janelle? She's the best I instructor did by far. Dice this morning. All right. Well. I like Molly because she's like the old lady. Well, it's Janelle's a- like I like her a lot. Yeah. Not that I've done I think a they lot all have with their- her, but I've, but I enjoyed what mm-hmm. I did. I'm definitely like a 20 minute, like slow flow kind of sure. guy. Sure. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not an energetic flow guy. I can do like a 10 minute energetic flow. Otherwise I'm like 20 or 30, like mellow vibes. There was a moment with Janelle, one of the ones I did, which was not been many, um, stretching out wrists, stretch out your wrists, stretch mm-hmm. out your hands, but be gentle oh, with geez. yourself, honey, because you're precious. Mm. Oh, hey, oh, I am. Thank you, Janelle. God, yeah. I needed that. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely, I, I will usually crank out like the five or 10 minute meditation after the, the yoga one yeah. too. That's a good awesome practice to get guess. into. Let's be good to ourselves. Oh, this is the year, man. And yeah, let's be good to ourselves. And I did want to note, I have put like all of my like accessible guitars within reach Excellent. of my desk. Great. And I have picked up guitars, multiple guitars, and I've played them for no reason. Great. Multiple times since great. since last week. Great. I'm feeling pretty good about That's that. That's great. Yeah. My goal for 2023 is to make music fun again and uh, just get get past the negativities and find the joy in in that particular process. Yeah. And I would say if another year goes by and I haven't cracked that nut, it might be time to start a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sitting on your butt confidential. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, yeah. it's a lane. Uh, you've reminded me of something. I don't know how you did. Okay. One other Christmas present that I bought myself, actually, my wife and I bought ourselves. And the longtime listeners will recall that I've been a fan of homemade merch. I bought yep. a, a, a heat press and I've made my press, own t-shirts yeah. and whatnot. Well, I bought a laser engraver. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll be laser engraving some things. And then I went to one, pew, of, the, one of the places that does like branded vacuum mugs yep. and i bought a bunch of samples that i'm gonna lay under the laser engraver and just see how they do and mm-hmm. uh that may be the next thing because they're cheap to buy in cheapish to buy in bulk i'm going for, for yep. a little more quality than the very bottom of the line but then if i can make it reasonably efficient to self-cook my logo onto them then there we are cover being confidential uh laser merch yeah coming. heck yeah got all the files all right set them on okay let's go all right well, folks, what are your 2023 resolutions? Send them to us. Yeah. Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. I put it on uh, the YouTube uh, channel uh, beginning of last week, and there was a couple of folks who were like, I've got an audition or I've got this new project, and, and my goal is to not screw it up. Mm. I had an old friend of mine, Tom Blair, who I've mentioned multiple times on the show, who picked up the blank contract and the expense tracker, and he and I have a had a conversation about some strategies for him in the new year. And we've also got some some band coaching coming up for you guys to check out. Right. That should be happening uh, about within the next four weeks, I think is what we landed on. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, yeah, it'll be literally like within a week, about a month or so. Besides my, I mean, my new year's resolution is 2560 by 1080 because that's that's what this, uh, this monitor I'm, is. I'm going 4K, but whatever. 
when I do 4K, things get real squishy. Mm. The default is 2560 by 1080, so that's what I use. Nobody really wants to see me in 4K anyway, so it's all right. No, I mean, we, the your background's blurry, but you know, maybe next year our goal is to make the foreground blurry. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some things. I got to fix some stuff on my desk. I want to be able to, ra- I want to put a, um, a keyboard underneath so that I can raise this up. Because right now, like I'm staring down at stuff yeah. and it's like messing with my neck. I need a new chair. So, so yeah, Santa Claus didn't quite hook up my office fully. I'm going to have to do that on my own. But those are all things that we can look forward to. It's good. Any other parting words? I have an unrelated thought. I love this. Are you aware of any Huey Lewis in the news tribute bands? Uh, no, but if you are telling me that you have found one, I'm all ears. You know how I have terrible ideas that then I have to go do? Mm-hmm. This may be one of those. Okay. Would you call it, this is it? The Huey Lewis band? No, because it's, if this is it, because if you say this is it, people might think it is a Kenny Loggins tribute band. Good point. Good point. My wife suggested I want a new tribute band. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, the B squares. Yeah. It's hip to B square. The hip. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it. I mean, the ones. power of love is kind of the obvious one. Yeah, I mean, if if you were going to do Empower of Love is the the one that like, we talk about branding so much, but it, it's so crucial. Yeah. If you are trying to get something spun up in the next next year, like it's got to be three words and those three words have to tell a prospective person everything they need to know about yeah. what it is you're about to do. Yeah, the Power of if Love If they do don't, it. yeah, Power of Love, then just put Huey Lewis Tribute uh-huh. like in the, like under the, it, done. Sells the whole thing. It'll sell. I don't know how much it'll sell, but it would sell. Yeah. I wish I could sing like Huey Lewis. That would be like the greatest thing ever. I can sing more like Do Huey Lewis. Do you believe Lewis in love? Than... I mean, I sing Huey Lewis, but I don't sing like Huey Lewis. Yeah. Like when I open my mouth, Huey Lewis doesn't come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He's a very particular talent. Do you believe in love is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's like, that's just, it's, it's one of those kind of perfect pop songs. Yes. Yeah. And it, well, it's, that's it's funny though. That because was the thing with Huey. Like all of them were perfect pop songs. Every song he did was a perfect pop. Every hit, perfect. The interesting thing though is that like the the memorable things for me on that song though are the non Huey Lewis parts. Mm. It's all the it's the choruses which he's not singing. It's all the high stuff. Do you believe in love? Right, right, right. The only part where I feel like he really stuck out is the. God, I'm getting so in the weeds here. The second pre-chorus. <laughs> wow, okay. Where he's do- where he does a lower harmony for himself. Hmm. So it's, now I'm wondering, wondering, where does true love begin? Like that line right, right, underneath right, what right. he's normally singing, yeah. like that sticks out that to me. tasty, yeah. But yeah, the other stuff just, it's all the other, it's the news. Well, listen, the vocal stack on that band was remarkable and the horns it's were great. So good. And yeah, it's a killer band, killer. Plus, sure. they looked good buried up to the necks in sand. So, yeah. Well, I did want to again shout out Adam Moskowitz because he was very kind to actually post a previous episode yeah. in in the Slack. Which one was it? it was episode sixteen? Wow, sixteen, where we were talking about. Um, and no wonder the clip sounded like crap. We really did not have our 
<laughs> production values dialed in at episode Well, 16. it's not that, but it's talking about like the fear of losing momentum. It's definitely, yeah. I think uh, we definitely, I felt that in that moment. I think I've been through enough of this particular like chunk of time to know that it's okay. Yeah. To sit and just be still. Sure. Knowing that like you're about to crank it into third gear in a matter of, in a matter of weeks. Yeah. 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 You get comfortable yeah. with knowing that all things change and this time will change. It's not that big a deal. For sure. Well, folks, pop a bottle. The years round up. We did it. We did we it. We got there. We did it. Let old acquaintance be forgot. If you say so. I do. You know, I mean, the biggest win I think for for us this year is just the crazy, like just supportive community that we have yeah. managed to build. Yeah. It's been truly one of the coolest things that we've gotten to do. Um, we talk about Patreon a lot and it, yes, it helps the show, but like the folks in that group were like, we're pushing 40 members or well pushing 50 members actually. Right. And uh, these are the people I talk to. Yeah. This is my tribe. These are the guys that I talk to every single day. And uh, they're the ones who are lifting us up, lifting each other up, sharing their wisdom. It's just been, it's just been, it's been awesome. And you know what I love? We now have, or it's a big enough community. We've got some people who are like posting every day, talking a lot, and they're not really, really active. We've got some lurkers. Yep. And I presume that I don't hear this from them because they're lurkers, but they're getting, they must be getting value out of it because they keep paying for it month after month. Yeah. And I love that. I love that we're now at a place where a person can engage at a lot of different, like early on when they're like six, it yeah. took all of us to keep a conversation going, but now the pressure's off a little bit. You can come in and be how you want to be in it, and it's fine. Yep. I really love that. I really love that. Yeah, it's been great. And just the networking that's been going on yeah. and all of the just cross-pollination is just, it's the greatest. Yep. I love it. Yep. All right, folks. Happy New Year to each and every one of you, and we're gearing up. We're going to, we got everything that we need to hit the ground running come 2023. So thank you all for your continued support. If you want to support the the pod and you want to build us up, share us with your bandmates, share them with uh, other musicians in your world, or you can do any things that our buddy Adam from the Van Band is about to tell you. So with that being said, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of December 30th, 2022. Have a great year. Year? And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. Who wins? The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. 
If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm-hmm.